Hello, Witchy and Weird. I am here today with a special guest, Gabriella Rosales, aka the Stylist Witch. Gabriella is a fashion stylist and glamour witch based in Southern California, specializing in the use of one's wardrobe as the ultimate magical tool. Being a Venusian ruled quadruple Taurus, Gabriella's divine purpose is to empower others through the self-loving ritual of adornment. For her beauty, for her beauty is not an obligation or a convention, but a way of being. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Hi, witchy and weird. <laughs> I'm really excited to have you here. I think I mean, I know I exist on a small part of the internet, but I haven't seen a lot of people do what you do like using astrology and magic and to like curate your energy through clothing I think that that's really cool thank you yeah it's it's been a a journey (laughs) to to get to to where I'm at right now yeah so I'm curious like I know you in your bio it's like you have this like huge Taurian energy is I want to know like how did you how did you come to that point where you're like this is my purpose um it's funny actually the pandemic actually played a pretty significant mm-hmm. role in that because before I which is like so funny because I've been interested in astrology for like at least a decade and I only got my birth chart read for the first time like at the beginning of the pandemic and so before that I've always had a very natural interest in fashion and spirituality and all those things but I kind of had a weird sense of guilt about it because I always want to like make the world a better place and the fashion industry is so toxic. So like, how do you work in the fashion industry in a way that is not adding to the toxicity of the world in an environmental way, but also in, um, you know, by way of like toxic narratives and beauty standards and things like that. So I had kind of been neglecting that for a very long time. And I've always been like obsessed with just aesthetics, like in in every way, like clothes, home, food, I mean, like everything, all the details. And so after I got my birth chart read, um, it just became, it was just the reassurance that I needed that this is bigger and it can be helpful and what I have to offer does have value um so yeah it was just like a confirmation and after that I had already been working in fashion but I just dove in um so much deeper and with so much more confidence and purpose because for the first time I was like you know what like this this is my purpose and like I always felt like if I wanted to change the world, I had to be like, you know, a lawyer or like a social worker, some, some grand thing. And then after that, I was like, you know, this has a much more kind of like grassroots effect where like you, you know, you help people change like by one-on-one and individually and it, it catalyzes a bigger movement. So um, yeah, that's kind of how it started with that. I kind of have the pandemic to thank for that, weirdly. <laughs> I love that. I feel like I relate 
so hard to that. Like, cause in, I always felt like I need to help. Like I want to help. And I was going to, in college, I like was doing art and then I got really into environmental stuff and I applied to master's school for like environmental policy. Cause I was like, that's the only way I can help the earth is through environmental policy. And it's like, I'm at the same place as you. I'm like, no, I affect like long lasting change by helping clients and stuff. So thank you for like taking up that, I don't know, mantle and (laughs) doing this. Like it's, it feels like not a lot of because it's one-on-one like one person at a time but that ripples like bigger exactly. than you can see. so yeah. yeah so what for people who are like what is a stylist switch like what is what do you do like so <laughs> I mean I know but I'm just like so what would you describe like your practice or what you help clients with as so I have developed a method that I call intuitive styling. And basically what that is, is uh, personal styling for the most part, where I work one-on-one with clients and I use intuitive and divinatory tools like astrology, tarot, and color magic to help uncover um, your, your radiance and your authenticity, because a lot of the times, um, we knowingly and unknowingly internalize a lot of societal narratives that are very, very toxic and really just diminish us and, um, you know, really take a lot of our power away. And so a lot of people, Um, don't really a lot of the times know like what their not even what their style is but like what their soul looks like you know like what uh what kind of um aesthetic could like activate um and amplify your your uniqueness Mm -hmm. and so um I use a lot of those divinatory tools to uncover that because a lot of the time my clients don't even really know what they want they know they want to feel better they know they want to look better but they don't really know you know what to do with that so it's actually a very very intimate and very personal process because a lot of the things that we wear or don't wear um comes from places of um pain and rejection and so um it it's just always interesting because there's like a societal narrative that fashion is like kind of frivolous um, and vain, but it really holds so much of like um, our personal psychology and through the development of personal style, it really goes hand in hand with self-discovery. So um, yeah, that's, (laughs) that's what I do. (laughs) I love that. And I've seen like on your page, So I'd love if you could expand more on this. So maybe somebody's listening and they've never considered this and now they're obsessed and they want to know more about how to do this. What would you say for people who, yeah, they want to just feel more authentic in their expression? I know there's so many different, you know, reasons why that could be, but I've seen you talk about working with like the astrology seasons or the days of the week and what they represent. Um, So if you have some, I guess, examples of different ways we can work with our wardrobe and what that can look like. Yeah. um, So basically the intention of um, 
dressing in alignment with like the zodiacal seasons or the planetary days is to align yourself with that energetic current mm. um, so that it allows you to approach your life, your day-to-days with more ease um, and less resistance. So that is a great place to start. Like if you, um, you know, if you're kind of in the place where you want to discover your personal style, but you don't really know where to start, it's kind of like when we're, you know, all in middle school and high school and we're like, you know, trying on all these different aesthetics and, you know, people are like, it's just phase, you know, but that, that part, that experimentation is so important because you're not just trying on aesthetics, you're trying on identities. So when we experiment with, um, alignment with the zodiacal seasons by way of like the color associations or just the characteristics and, and energy of the season too, um, it allows us to kind of try those energies on and like see what feels good, what works. And then if you want to really get into it and kind of like cross-reference your birth chart and stuff, like I really weirdly love Mondays and like growing up, everybody hates Mondays because it's like the beginning of the week and, you know, the Monday blues and all this stuff. And for me, I love, I, I now (laughs) love Mondays. And that was after discovering that the moon rules Mondays. I also, my moon is in Taurus and the moon is exalted in Taurus. Me, it's a super kind of slow and steady way to start the week where I'm not starting it so aggressively, which my whole life felt so off. And after I discovered these um, rulerships and associations, I was like, that makes sense. You know, like why I was always so resistant to starting um, my Mondays so aggressively like that. So um, yeah, I feel like the zodiacal alignment and the planetary days are a great place to start. And then, you know, going deeper into the specifics of your birth chart and things like that um, is kind of like the next, the next step. (laughs) Hmm. So could you, can you explain, like expand more on the different days and what they're ruled by? And I know there's like color associations for each of them and how maybe we can do what you're doing to love Mondays. <laughs> yeah. So I'll go through each day. Um, today is Monday and Monday is ruled by the moon. So those color associations are lunar colors like white, silver, uh, light blue, grays, lavenders, all of these colors kind of have, they all have like different meanings and stuff, but the overarching theme is like calm and soothing and nurturing. So, um, for example, today is Monday during Aries season, Aries color correspondence is red. You can see like my whole studio. (laughs) behind me has like all the red so I'm wearing a set that has like white and red and then my cozy sweater and I'm just wearing like slippers and stuff because again it's Monday it's kind of like the easy um more like soothing kind of um start to the week and so after that we have Tuesday which is ruled by Mars and Mars color associations are red uh orange and hot pink and I don't know when I was younger, I always felt like Tuesdays had the most like go getter energy. And then after I found out it was ruled by Mars, I was like, well, there you go. (laughs) Um, And because we're currently in airy season, like Tuesday is like a really great day to do 
like any kind of Aries like alignment work or rituals or anything like that. Mm. Um, and then after that is Wednesday, which is ruled by Mercury. Um, that color association is yellow or like shades of blue. I really like turquoise because I feel like blue is kind of like a stable color, but mercury is so cerebral. So I feel like turquoise is kind of a more stimulating shade of blue for that. Um, and, and like I said, yellow, and then there's Thursday, which is ruled by Jupiter. Um, I've seen a lot of things that say that Jupiter is associated to the color blue. Um, and here's the part where like, you know, your own intuition can be integrated into, into your practices, because I personally don't really align with that color mm. correspondence. So for me personally, I um, prefer like purple because it's like associated with Zeus and, mm. you know, the connection to Jupiter. But my favorite color for Jupiter is actually green because Jupiter is all about abundance and expansion mm -hmm. and the color green. That's what that symbolizes. So for me, I feel like that's more appropriate, but that's my my personal preference. Um, and then after that, we've got Friday, Venus Day, my favorite, as <laughs> all of my followers know, but those color associations are um, red and pink, but also green. I feel like green, people mm. forget that that is the color associated with Venus. Um, and then Saturday, which is ruled by Saturn, those color associations are like black and gray, like browns, like kind of um, colors that kind of encourage like discipline, um, that disciplinary energy that uh, Saturn has. And then Sunday, of course, by the name is ruled by the sun. So that's like oranges and golds and ambers and things like that. I love that. So you talked about you talked about how your moon is in Taurus. And so that kind of goes with like the moon day. Would you recommend for people to work that way? Cause I've, I've, I know like in regular witchcraft, they sometimes say do a spell on a certain day that corresponds to what you're, you know, wanting to do. But I've also heard some people saying, you know, look at your chart ruler and do the spell based off of, you know, the day that your chart is ruled by, cause that's what you're personal energy I guess is stronger mm -hmm. with but I know that the days of the week don't always correspond to everybody's chart ruler because there's so many um so yeah I just be curious so if you're like okay I know that the days of the week who they're and what they're ruled by and the color associations how can I like start folding that into my personal chart and my practice. Yeah. I actually just did a workshop about this like two <laughs> weeks ago. So for anybody listening, it's called personal planetary potency because yeah, like I, I've integrated the planetary days, uh, into my life, but, and I talk to a lot of people about this cause I'm pretty vocal about the, the, the alignment that I have with the days of the week, but I've had some people tell me that, you know, for them, um, Mondays are like the day that they get the most stuff done, that they don't really take it easy on Mondays, but that feels right to them. Right. Um, and so I had a friend who I was talking to about this and she was like, Mondays are my most productive days. And I looked at her chart and her moon is in Libra in the third house, which is like ruled by Gemini. It's like very active, very social. And I was like, that makes sense, you know? And so that's the kind of next level. And that's where 
um, trying things by the days, you kind of see what feels right and then what doesn't. And like when something it doesn't feel aligned, that's when you can like cross-reference your birth chart and be like, maybe there's something here that you know, is just not really working. And so, yeah, like, I definitely think that personalizing your approach to every day um, by integrating your personal placements is like super, it's just an effective way to, to really amplify you and your unique energy because all of our energy is different and is activated by certain things so it just you know (laughs) once you start it's like just a rabbit hole like it just is always going deeper so (laughs) yeah I feel like there's so much room for play and discovery in I feel like you could even do that based off of if you want to amplify a specific placement in your chart and tap into that energy um that's really freaking awesome. Okay. Another question I have, you talked about, you do this thing, um, where you look at people's closets and then you kind of (laughs) read them based off of their closet. Um, and so I'm curious, uh, you don't have to go through all 12 Zodiac signs, obviously, but if you want to expand on like specific signs, gravitate towards specific colors, because I think that could also be something people could explore too. Yeah. So, um, for anybody who doesn't know what, what she's talking about is, um, wardrobe divination Wednesdays, where I get people to DM me pictures of their closet and I kind of read it. Um, and so I, this is like kind of an experiment thing where I am getting people to DM me because I'm trying to practice and like hone this skill because, through the one-on-one work I've done with like closet organization and stuff like that, I've observed a lot of stuff. So this is like me kind of putting all those observations to the test. So basically um, the, the kind of point where I'm at now is really being able to distinguish above all else, the elements. Um, and so the, the big markers, um, the big elemental markers that I see are um, like what is in your closet in terms of like colors and prints and stuff like that. And also the manner of organization or lack thereof. (laughs) So um, with earth signs, um, I've also seen this play out with um, like even like Aquarius because of like the Saturn aspect and stuff. Yeah, (laughs) I could go real deep into this, but generally like the, the earthy, Um, the earth element comes through with um, like neutral colors, but also not a lot of prints. Mm -hmm. Um, Also generally earth energy is like more organized than any other sign. Um, Water energy uh, is also can be um, organized, but it's a lot more like flowy like you gotta like see it to kind of know like what I'm talking about um and then I had another I had a the person whose uh closet I did last week was like a double Aquarius Libra and like their closet was like all prints and like pastels and all this stuff so uh pastels and like a lot of kind of delicate prints um is very like airy energy from what I've observed and then uh like fire is very uh kind of bolder prints like bigger prints and jewel tones and things like that very very bold um and so those are kind of like the 
general framework of the markers, but looking at somebody's closet, there's a lot to see. So like, I, I don't know, some of the past few ones I've done, I've called out like there's certain signs that may be prominent in their chart based off of the fabrics and the organization and kind of like guessing their like cosmic, uh, you know, components and stuff. So it's been really fun. It's definitely still a work in progress. I want to kind of offer that as like a a service one day. I don't really know what that's going to look like, but what I'm doing now is kind of like practice to hone that skill. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I like from watching you do that, I learned about myself. So I think it's really cool because like they're one of the first ones you did it was, they had a lot of jewel tones and you're like, okay, this must be like Sagittarius energy. And I was like, okay, I'm Sagittarius <laughs> rising. I went and I looked at my closet and I was like, what does mine look like? <laughs> and I you have just so, submit your closet. Yes. I, I, I definitely <laughs> will. But yeah, I have Aries moon and Sagittarius rising. And for the most part, I wear black, but if I do wear color, it's like red or plaid. I like like my couch is jewel tone emerald green so I was really jewel tones is like big fire energy for sure (laughs) particularly Sagittarius in my opinion I feel like Sagittarius is very jewel toned but also a lot of prints and like I, I see a lot of Sagittarius who are really good at pairing prints because that can be really hard but Sagittarius kind of just like don't give a fuck and they just like kind of make it work and that's like so Sagittarius yeah like if I could I would wear plaid shirt plaid pants plaid jacket I freaking I love plaid and stuff I'm here for it (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's so awesome so I guess um we talked about how people could start kind of analyzing and connecting to energies um but I'm curious do you have advice on the actual like physical actions or rituals that they could do to start implementing this because I know sometimes I I'm looking at your stuff I'm like yeah I really want to buy all these different clothes and I dream of what I'm you know what I want to look like because I know a lot of your practices how to make people feel how they want to look like right authentically do you have advice on I guess this is a two-part question just in general what people could start doing to be more intentional about that once they've already looked it up. And then the second part, I guess, would be if you can't just go out and like buy all these new things, but you still want to work with what you have. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So a big thing with me is um, sustainability through not being wasteful. And a big part of that is knowing what you have in your wardrobe. That's a huge part of it. Um, And so this has become more common because we've been in the pandemic and everyone's had like a pandemic capsule wardrobe that is just like leggings and t-shirts and we kind of like forget about the rest of our clothes. Um, I've actually had a bunch of people being like, I'm getting rid of like this nice thing. And I'm like, why? They're like, because I haven't worn it in two years. I'm like, yeah, because you've been home for two years. Like, don't get rid of it yet, you know? Um, So actually, this is like the focus of one of my most popular offerings, which is called the closet cleanse, where we basically go through like every item in your wardrobe 
and determine three things. We determine things that are no longer serving you, things that may need to be altered because general sizing does not work for most people, okay? General sizing does not work for most people. So anybody (laughs) listening, like, please don't let general sizing make you feel bad. It is like out to get literally everyone. Um, And also gaps that you have in your wardrobe. So that is a really big one. Um, And so basically, when you take stock of everything in your closet, you can gather like, oh, I have five pairs of the essentially the same shirt. Um, And I wear this one the most or just really taking a full assessment of your wardrobe and figuring out things that aren't serving you anymore. And when I say that, I feel like a lot of us have so much guilt about getting rid of things if there's no good reason to get rid of them like if it still fits and it's still in good condition or like it was a gift or something like that we like can't bring ourselves to um to to pass it on um and I I totally like get you know because I I've been there too um when it comes to like gifts it's like okay you can keep it but it doesn't like have to be in your closet you can like put it in a box you know um but that's something too where we kind of like force ourselves to keep things that don't feel yeah like us and so once we get past that guilt and know that if it's not in alignment with us that is a good enough reason to get rid of it and when I say get rid of it I don't mean like throw it in the garbage I mean donate it like if it's not serving you it can serve somebody else and so that's like a great way to to kind of pay it forward in in the fashion industry too is like keep things circular Um, So that's a big thing. And then after, um, you know, figuring out things that can be altered as well, because like I was saying, general sizing is like a crime. Um, And then figuring out gaps, because a lot of the time, like most of the time with this, um, with this offering that I do, people will need like three like, you know, just a very small number of kind of a foundational item. Like, let's say you have an epic collection of skirts, but like you don't wear them all. Maybe you need like two bodysuits and all of a sudden you have like 40 new outfits, you know? So having the awareness of what you have in your closet so that not only so that you can make the most of it, but so that when you do shop, it's intentional and you know things that you may be missing or things that you already have so that first of all, it's not wasteful and that so you don't just like collect stuff that you're not going to use and it's just taking up space because not only does it take up physical space, it takes up energetic space. Mm. So, you know, cleansing all of that and like physically moving things around, it does a lot. Like, I feel like everybody has had an experience where they've cleaned their closet and they're like, oh my God, I feel like I, you know, (laughs) like there's so much (laughs) weight lifted. Um, So that, that is a really big thing too. Um, And then for experimentation, I always recommend thrifting. Like, I feel like people kind of underestimate the potential of thrifting. Um, But if you go in person to like Goodwill or like curated places, that's great. But there's also now so many secondhand websites like Poshmark and Depop. I know there's like 10,000 other ones, Um, but that's really great too, because you get to experiment on a 
budget, but then also if something doesn't work, you like, you know, throw it back in rotation. Or then if something does work, then later on, if you choose to invest in uh, an item that is similar to that of higher quality, it's not going to be wasteful because you've, you've mm. kind of put it through uh, a trial run. So those are like my, my biggest, <laughs> biggest recommendations. Yeah. I really love that. I like the idea. I never thought about clothing as experimentation in the way that you're talking about it. I think there's always this pressure that's like, if I'm going to spend money, it better work for me, you know? And you're just like, spend money to find out what works for you. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Cause then you can invest in those quality pieces. And, you know, once you're an adult and you know, your sizes and like all that, you're, you're really investing into the expression of your higher self. And like, once you start dressing like that, it kind of has an ability to hold you accountable. Cause like, if you're dressed like the higher version of yourself, you're going to, you're more likely to behave like the higher version of yourself that you're trying to align with and not the other way around. Yeah. I got chills when you said that. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. I think a lot of us too, we saw that trend where like, because of the pandemic, everybody was like, I'm just, I'm staying home. So why do I need to get dressed? And I think after about like six months, I was like, I can't do this. I need to put on legitimate clothes. It feels weird to be in my pajamas all day, every day. Yeah. It definitely does change the energy on what you're wearing. Um, so I'm curious about the magic aspect of it and how that folds in for you. Um, I don't know if I'm phrasing the question right, but yeah, I, I think if there is magical stuff that people can start doing to like connect more to like be with like their higher self and stuff with their wardrobe. Cause I think for me, I don't know if it's like a cool ritual or something, I'm more likely to do it. Cause I get used to, I put on this, this clothes every day. And then it's like, like you said, it fits. So whatever, it's not exactly what I want to look like, but you know? yeah. and I think having that ritual, that's like intention, put intention. So, yeah. Um, so my favorite, uh, ritual that I do is actually one that I do, um, after the closet cleanse, because Mm -hmm. basically after the closet cleanse, what you're left with is the things that you want and the things that feel right. Um, and there's also a bit of organization that goes in there. So that ritual is all about consecrating your closet as a temple, to yourself and to your own self-love um and then you become the altar and adorn yourself accordingly like just how you adorn an altar to a deity with so much care and reverence like why is our vessel not do the same type Mm. of care and reverence um I also like with thrifting and stuff um that's where kind of like the energetic alchemy can come into play so I really love um, like cleansing the clothes. I've done this on like stories and reels a couple times. Um, so that's something that I will do where I'll like, you know, light some Palo Santo or like a rose, like incense or something and uh, clear the clothing of any energy that does not serve. Um, you don't want to clear it of everything because that's kind of like the alchemical aspect. Um, but, and then imbuing it with self-love. 
Um, and I love to do that in a kind of active sense too, where like, um, and you can do this, uh, with clothing you already have too. Like, for example, um, I taught a course in the fall called perfect style. And one of my students had this dress that she loved and looked really good on her, but she, um, had a bad, had bad memories attached to it because of a toxic ex. And so I encouraged her to wear the dress to a photo shoot that she was having, where the photo shoot is going to like, you know, capture, you know, the essence that you're trying to, to exude to the world and everything and kind of reprogram that dress to release the stagnant and just toxic energy that was lingering in it and kind of redefine it energetically. Um, So that's something that you can do with clothing you already have, um, as well as like vintage clothing and stuff like that, um, or just any, like I have like a red blazer um, that I don't wear often, but I wear it for certain you know, boss bitch activities so that it's kind of like imbued with that energy. Yeah. I, this reminds me, like, I know clothing can be personal to us, but I just remember as a kid, my mom bought me this, it was like 101 Dalmatians. I think it was like a sweater with tights and a skirt and they had them like embroidered. It was gray and it was like the Dalmatians were like embroidered on it. And that was my favorite outfit. And every time like it got through the wash, I would wear it immediately. So that day I would wake up earlier and be like so excited to put it on. And I'm just thinking about that and how sometimes we lose that kind of feeling towards our clothes. And I, I really like how you're saying like consecrating your entire wardrobe. It doesn't have to be that one item that you're just so excited to your favorite. And I think that that helps you to create that connection with your clothing more. So yeah, I just, I'm, I really like the visual of like, you're the altar, you're becoming your higher self and what you're wearing and making your clothes like divine in a way to do that is really cool. Absolutely. It's like, you know, the narratives that, um, you know, women in particular are subject to because we're kind of like required by society to participate in like the beauty industry and beauty standards and all this stuff. But we're simultaneously shamed and ridiculed for, you know, enjoying it or whatever. Like that is, you know, I didn't realize it until I reclaimed this for myself, but it's like a very potent, tangible, accessible way for us to wield our own power so having that shame around it it just it strips you of something of a very powerful tool that we all have access to because we all have to like get dressed every day and so you know having the and that's the thing like I talk about this a lot too because I feel like some people can get kind of intimidated and think that like you know, to dress in alignment with your higher self means you got to wear, you know, heels and full face and makeup and like, a, you know, you know, whatever, but it doesn't have to be that extra, like the intention behind it is really all that matters. And like that, I think, um, really applied to like the pandemic and stuff where like, instead, you know, cause we were all like living in like sweatsuits and stuff, <laughs> every single one of us, but instead 
like you're able to change the narrative of like, oh, I am and look like a piece of shit to being like, I am being, I want to be comfortable and I want to be soft with myself and I want to, you know, be nurturing to myself in the ways that I can. And so you take a sweatsuit outfit and flip the narrative from I am lazy to I am at ease and I am showing myself softness and kind of removing that guilt that like doesn't need to be there so the intention really has the power to change absolutely everything and that's why I think it's such a powerful it's such powerful spell work truly um and I I think it's a testament to how powerful it is that no words need to be spoken I mean of course you can add that element but when you adorn yourself like that and like I was saying kind of actively live your life like that that is a spell in action yeah I love that I love the idea because you talked about association societally with certain types of clothes and giving yourself the power to recreate what you want to feel I think maybe for people who feel overwhelmed I don't know what clothes look good on me I don't know what colors just starting with that feeling what do I want to feel like? What yeah. do I want to embody? And then finding pieces that help you feel that way, I think is really cool. I kept seeing like this visual, at least specifically for me, when I when you were saying, I don't know, like my higher self would be wearing full face makeup. And, you know, that's just like the societal thing of what we see, like really hot people or really rich people looking like. And I was just thinking for me, because I love sci-fi and all that, like fantasy and stuff, like watching movies, like reading books around that helps to give my mind these, like, it doesn't have to be human regular, like what yeah. society tells me, like Blade Runner, the like aesthetic in that movie. I want that clear jacket that the replicant yes. lady wears, like stuff like that. I see it. I'm like, this is possible. I could dress like this. Well, so. exactly. That's why it's like those standards and those societal confines are like such a disservice like being in jail like what is that you know and like just having these that's why I hate the term beauty standards so much I'm like at war with that term because what standards yeah what like that's crazy you know and especially now um you know and I love seeing the kind of more experimental fashion that's happening in like high fashion and stuff too um, I think is so great because like I always ask people that when I do like the bundles and stuff like that like who is a style icon of yours and I always outline I'm like it doesn't have to be a real person like it could be a tv character or a movie character or whatever because that's all valid and like all of those expressions of beauty are not only valid but powerful and for me like I I've started talking about this a little more like I my outfits are offerings and I think that all of the expressions of beauty that exist because beauty is in the eye of the beholder it's subjective so like it is just inherently a multiverse it's infinite beauty is infinite there's so many expressions of it and they all deserve to be seen yeah yeah I'm reminded so I went to art school and a big thing it's one of the philosophies that they teach you and I I subscribe to it but they say that um, truth is beauty. And then something I learned from spiritual is that love is the same frequency as truth. 
And so for me in my head, I always see like that love equals truth equals beauty. And so, cause I create products and things and that's kind of, I, I approach it similar to your philosophy that's I'm creating beauty in the world and that can be healing for people, you know, or empowering permission giving even for people. Yeah. So I love that you're talking about that. Yeah. I love that too. Cause um, you know, what you're saying with truth, they're like, your truth exactly you are actually expressing what that is what in this whole world is more beautiful than that like literally nothing so (laughs) yeah okay so I wanted to ask you about color magic um I think that's also something that can give people a lot of ideas too um I know it's a large topic so (laughs) I I want to ask there's there's a few questions I want to ask about it one is kind of like, where, where do you learn? Cause I've seen different rules and associations for color magic. And I've also seen some stuff about like cultural appropriation associated with color magic, like specifically like with chakras and stuff, like they weren't designed with colors and then people put colors to them. White people put colors to them. Um, <laughs> so I'm curious, like maybe if you have sources or things that you recommend for looking up color magic or because I know you said it's personal like even your Jupiter is like I really vibe with this instead so I know the intuition goes into it and what you vibe with but yeah I'd be curious honestly it's been such a long journey and I've accumulated so much like knowledge and learning from so many places that I can't really give you too many specifics because that's that's kind of the thing like you know, there are the basics that we're aware of, like, you know, red and yellow and blue, kind of like the primary type of colors and, you know, the colors of like the rainbow and stuff. But within that, there's so many shades and like what those shades are integrated with, like whether, you know, lavender has like a white kind of undertone and certain greens have beige or gray undertone like it gets really detailed (laughs) um as far as the cultural appropriation aspect I can't really comment on that I actually did um a yoga teacher training in India in 2013 and was living there for like a whole summer and you know we did a lot of philosophy and you know Hindu philosophy and things like that um and yeah I don't know enough about the history of how those colors like were associated to be able to to comment on it but what I can say is that a lot of those energies that are associated with those colors of the chakras are also found. This is how I know that color magic is so intuitive and innate is that across cultures, a lot of colors have been given the same meanings. Mm. Um, And to me, it's like what, it's like a visual of a certain type of energy. Um, And so I think the fact that across cultures and, you know, time periods and stuff that there's a lot of consistencies just shows that this is a very, it's a, it's very intuitive, like for all of like humanity, pretty much, of course, 
you know, there are colors that can be, I actually have a post coming up about this because I used to be very colored by the color red because I'm Latina. And for a long time, I was really trying to whitewash myself like unknowingly at the time. And I like never wore red because it made me look more Latina and I didn't want to do that. And then I kind of reclaimed it as I was like reclaiming the pride in my culture. There's a lot of, you know, color is a very significant part of the way we experience the world. Um, and so, yeah, you know, it, it is, it is a very, a very lengthy, deep subject that I could literally talk about forever. Um, but you know, the, a lot of the, um, like shades that I talk about colors that aren't, um, you know, like the traditional saturation and stuff like pastels and things like that. Um, there are, you know, there, there are um color meanings that have been allocated through like history and stuff but some of it is also intuitive as well like with the color palettes that I create um that's something where like I've seen some colors mean something else but to me I'm going off of what that color makes me feel and allocating the meaning um with with that I love that yeah, I feel like you, I'm just going to point out, like, you did, you did answer the question in a few different ways, so I'm going to, like, put it up, you know, like, I like that you brought up, like, cultural colors, because I think, like, vibing with whatever your culture is, what colors they like to use a lot would be really cool. I'm similar, like, I'm Jewish, and, like, white and blue is, like, associated with Judaism, so, and then I have blue eyes, so people would be, like, oh, my gosh, so I just, as a kid, I only wore, like, blue, and then at a certain point, I was, like, I hate this, and then I stopped wearing blue, so I totally get how it's, like, how it, how it vibes with you, and what it represents for you, um, I, I like that, too, because then people don't have to look up a bunch of stuff and do a bunch of research, it's, like, look at the colors and see how they make you feel, like, I know full and well, I never wear purple because it's my mom's favorite color and I don't have a good relationship with her. Like that has nothing to do with what purple means, right? So I think like that is really cool. And and like you said, just seeing what many people associate their color with kind of will probably vibe with what you already view the color as anyways. It's an interesting way to figure out the things that you need to confront in a sense. Um, and I see that a lot with clients too, where they're like, I don't wear this color and I don't wear this color. And it's like, is it because you don't like the color? Or is it because you don't like the memory associated to it or the energy associated to it? Like a big example for me is like the color navy blue. I grew up in Bethesda, Maryland, like right outside of DC. And it's very like yuppie energy and like I never connected with that so like when I used to think of navy blue I used to think of cops I used to think of politicians all of these um positions of authority that I don't respect for the most part for a myriad of reasons um but then uh I um uh came to the conclusion to my own kind of conclusion because I've seen a bunch of 
other color correspondences for Virgo. But for me, Virgo energy is wise and responsible and authoritative. And that's what navy blue represents. So working with Virgo energy allowed me to redefine my relationship with navy blue, which kind of helped me confront other you know, feelings and memories and associations and things like that. So it's really like the psychological aspect is really huge because you're really able to kind of see, to like visually see like what your, your triggers are um, and to go back and really discover like why that is. Oh, that's so cool. Like, I know I've seen many people talk about like healing through color and I never thought about it in that way. I always thought like the colors that you wear will evoke like how you feel about yourself and stuff and how you want to feel. But I like that where it's like thinking about what association you have with the color, why you don't like a color, don't want to wear a color. And then, it goes really deep. Yeah. Like people really underestimate how deep it goes. And once you actually start thinking about it, like it, it can be a very emotional process. That's why I kind of shifted into doing more one-on-one work because it is, it's, really like an extraordinary state of vulnerability yeah yeah it's true because we always want to look good we want to feel a certain way and our clothes is like the biggest way to do that so there's nothing more intimate than your own brand of personal expression Mm, I love that okay so I don't is there I want to know is there a resource for like the associations for colors with certain zodiac signs or did you just you're finding that out on your own so it's kind of I've seen certain things like I just said like I kind of for me Virgo is associated with navy blue but I've done a lot of you know research to see if this information is like even a thing and I have found it associated with green which I uh, vibe with I mean it's an earth sign you know um, that's why I do palettes because there's like the one main color for me but it is more of like a well you know zodiac signs are so complex yeah. like people think it's like you know 12 personality types but it's really so much more in depth than that that's why I do palettes because I think all all of those colors represent energies that are in alignment with the sign it's not just like oh this is Virgo and this is what I envision it as it's it's that but also the energetic signature and aspect to it um so uh, I yeah I've seen a bunch of different um associations but for me especially as a developing astrologer I have really paid attention to not only what I feel through certain colors in alignment with those energies but I learn a lot through observation as well through people of those signs or people who have you know prominent um energy of certain signs and things and really let that energy speak um a good example I can give is like Aquarius is like an air sign and air the elements of air is associated with the color yellow so I've seen Aquarius associated with yellow but that didn't really resonate with me as I understand Aquarius. Um, And so for me, I've associated it with turquoise, which is a color of freedom and independence, which is like Aquarius as fuck. (laughs) 
Um, I've also started working with colors that aren't actually like colors. Like for Aquarius, um, I think that like holographic, like iridescence is like very Aquarius and you can't just like Aquarius, you can't really confine that to a color, but that aligns with its, you know, boundary breaking innovation type of energy. That totally makes sense. I love that. Cause I was getting like, when you were talking about Aquarius, I was like, white, lavender. Yeah. Lavender is in the color palette. Yeah. yeah, And like in the holographic stuff, like those are all the colors that you would like see in it anyways. So it's like, yeah. And it's like just that, that energy too, um, you know, from what I've observed of Aquarius and stuff, it's just, (laughs) yeah, yeah, you know, it's very unique. (laughs) Yeah. That's really cool. So what have, before like we close, what's like your, do you have any cool stories or favorite, you know, things from what you found out in your observations and stuff um, that you would want to share? Oh, where do I even start? (laughs) Um, uh, So since we're in the Aquarius vein, I'll continue there. Um, I would say out of all the Zodiac signs, I think Aquarius was the hardest one for me to really understand. Um, And that comes from a lot of the generalizations being very like, you know, crunchy, hippie, alien, weirdo, like just all, yeah, you know, like just really weird. And like my brother is an Aquarius and so is my stepdad. Um, and I was like, they are not like this at all. Like what is going on here? Um, and so they were actually kind of like my muses for being able to understand it so much more. Um, because they're both very particular to the point of being a little bit rigid in certain, certain ways, very, very particular about their, you know, just like, you can't tell them anything. And, uh, and it is, you know, weird, like people say with Aquarius, but it it was, it's so methodical. And so when I found out through studying more of the traditional planetary rulers that Saturn was the traditional planetary ruler for Aquarius, that was like the game changer. Cause I was like, that makes so much sense because my stepdad, for example, his birthday is January 21st. So I was like, maybe he's like a Capricorn, you know, like he gives me a lot more Saturnian energy, but he is also the weirdest, like goofiest. Uh, He has a sense of humor that he will tell a joke and laugh at his own joke because (laughs) nobody else can like vibe. So they... I was really able to observe and understand that although um, Aquarius energy is very weird and distinct, that unlike the um, modern rulership of Uranus, that kind of leads us to believe that that weirdness is kind of chaotic. It's actually very methodical. Like, the phrase that I always say with um, Aquarius is there's a method to the madness. And so I was able to really observe that in action through my brother and my stepdad, because it really took me a very long time to, to really understand Aquarius energy because they just went against like everything I ever read about it. Um, and then I also began to understand that like all these kind of like Zodiac sign generalizations are like just so, so surface level and just so generic. Like no wonder people who don't like believe in astrology, no wonder they don't, you know? So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
It's true. When I first started getting into astrology, I'm a cancer sun and I'm like zero degrees cancer. Okay. Yeah. So I was like, I, I'm not, I was like whining, crying, like cares about family lawyer. I was like, I don't get any of this. Like what? No, I'm like, (laughs) I, people have told me like, I'm too mean sometimes. I have no idea. So yeah, I totally get it. It's like now that I, it's like this mixed with this and like the, this degree affects it and all this. House kind of- it's in, all of that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. So there's so much nuance and like so much detail that goes into it. That's why like, you know, I'll ask people who like, don't believe in astrology. I'll be like, but do you even know anything about astrology to be able to say that? Like other than what you've read in your like newspaper horoscopes that are like two sentences, like what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then you have like apps. I think it's like CoStar. Oh, it's like CoStar, the worst. If you're listening to this, stop using CoStar. It is literally not even run by astrologers. When people send me their like chart and it's not even a chart, it's just like the list of the planets. I'm like, this tells me nothing. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I know. I've had like a few family members who they see me and they know that I at least like astrology and I'm learning and they'll send me, you know, oh, what should I do? Or I've been doing it on CoStar and listening, you know, they send you um like a daily recommendation based off of your sign for what to do. And they're all really stupid. They're so generic. It's like a fortune cookie. Like literally it, I just, I can't, don't even get me started. Don't use this app. Do not use it. It It's fake. And they're like, what? I was really trying to do. (laughs) No, for people listening, if you want the right app to use, use time passages. That app is so good. So much detail. Great replace car with time passages immediately <laughs> I love that well you heard it here first time passages. <laughs> um okay so where can we find you on the internet how can we work with you what's coming up for you um in your business yeah I actually just launched a new offering that is really cute and very fun and people seem to be enjoying it it's called the cosmic color palette um where you send me your birth information I look up your birth chart and I give you a six color color palette based off of the prominent placements in your birth chart and then I give an explanation as to what each color means and why I picked it Mm. um so that's a really really cute one and you can find that um as well as all all of my other offerings on my website, which is www.thestylistwitch.com. And then you can find me at the stylist, Witch across like all platforms, <laughs> Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, all the things. <laughs> nice. And of course, we'll put all of that in the show notes. We'll link it and stuff. And we'll be tagging you and all the all the posts that we make as well. <laughs> um, thank you so much for coming on this like, I feel like this conversation, we could have one whole podcast episode about like one Zodiac placement. <laughs> like there's so much. <laughs> so, no, really. One day I plan on writing several books. So I, I have too much information going around. I have to like put it down and consolidate it all. <laughs> I agree. I'm glad that you said that. Cause the whole time I was thinking like, this should be a book like your (laughs) expectations for each sign and your observations that should be a freaking book so 
<laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. So until next time, bye, Witchy and Weird. Bye. Thanks for having me. If you love Witchy and Weird podcasts, support us by donating monthly for as little as 99 cents at anchor.fm slash witchyandweird slash support. You can cancel at any time and 100% of the proceeds go directly to the pod. Or if you don't want to commit to a monthly donation, buy Amanda a coffee at ko-fi.com slash wishyandweird to help fuel them while they record, edit, create, and upload content for the podcast. And if you're feeling extra generous, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and tell your witchy and weird friends about us too. Bye!